Welcome to Launch It Girl, where business coach, marketing strategist, and ex-corporate leader, Kenzie Mackis, will show you how to launch, market, and scale a business and brand that feels authentically you, leveraging her proven framework for getting known, seen, and heard online so that you can overcome perfectionism, feelings of imposter syndrome and confusion, and finally launch yourself into a life full of abundance and freedom. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Launch It Girl. It is so good to be here with you all. I have a super special guest with me today, Amber Freeland. Amber is an intuitive business coach. Amber and I met through a mastermind, of course, like where I meet my most favorite people. And I was like, I got to get Amber on the podcast. We have so much to talk about. We were actually exchanging messages last night and there was so much more alignment than I ever even imagined. So Amber, it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I absolutely agree. Messaging back and forth just got me even more excited about today. So good. Okay. So it's funny. I'm actually calling in from Idaho. Amber's calling in from Florida. And what's funny is like, I've got my sweater on. I've got my blanket on my lab. Amber's like tan. She's got a tank top on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. So, but how cool is it that we get to connect in this way with people all over the nation? over the world. And we literally get to expand our networks just through audio, through video, like so incredible. Mm -hmm. We get to speak our truth. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. Let's dive in. So Amber, I want to know a little bit more about your story. I have just a little smidge of really how you arrived in what you're doing, intuitive business coaching, but give me the backstory. I think it's so inspiring to hear entrepreneurs and how they became entrepreneurs. Sometimes it's accidental. Sometimes it's a longer journey. Sometimes it's a shorter journey. So give us a little bit of insight into your personal entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. Yeah. It was accidental for me. Absolutely. It was accidental, but you know, I believe in synchronistic signs that show up divinely guided messages that call us deeper into our truth. And it was actually going way back. I have a recovery story. I went through personal recovery and it was self-facilitated. It was painful. It was beautiful. It really gave me so much courage and such a deeper understanding of what life is really about and so much more gratitude for life. And through that process, I just became so much closer to spirit and so much more divinely guided in the choices that I made in my life through so much gratitude. And so that process led me to follow my heart and and take big risks in my life and move back to where the problems began and make amends and heal relationships and really revisit and recreate the life that I wanted to live moving forward. And through that process, it's going to sound crazy. I found myself in network marketing all of a sudden. I found myself loving products, sharing products, realizing that I could make money from home. I could share things that helped people. And that, that was great, but it was a very, very small stepping stone. It led me to meet my husband who happened to be with that same company. And he and I started building a team and traveling. And we really started to teach on a deeper level some more, uh, like some really deep personal development ideas, right? So we found ourselves in the crowd, people excited to work from home, yet he and I were kind of going off the deep end with what it meant to really make great change in your life. And so we just followed the breadcrumbs. We just kept doing what felt right to ourselves. 
we kept learning more and more about what it meant to create wealth for yourself. My motto has always been, you're here to live an abundant life being you. And it stemmed from that. I realized, okay, what's my next step? What do I really want to do? What I really want to do? What's my personality, which was something we were talking about last night. And how can we live a life that we love doing what we love and helping a lot of people yet still living abundantly and giving big and, and showing up big. And so over the past five years, we started coaching. We now help others grow business from home in whatever way that looks for them. Oftentimes it's coaches, oftentimes it's healers or holistic professionals, people who have these great gifts to give to the world and they're showing up big, but they don't know how to actually monetize their message. So today that's what we help people do, monetize their message, grow a business from their own personality so that it feels good to them and it's sustainable long-term. And then at the same time, bring in the wealth that they desire most. Oh my gosh. So good. Like, oh my God, we can like literally stop right there. That was so beautiful. There's so much there, of course, that I want to unpack. I want to know before we dive into this idea of building a business around your personality. And I think, you know, this is where we have so much alignment. I want to know more about abundance and what that means to you. I, I say it so much that I think it's helpful just to hear different versions of this and what it means to you. And so that people can start to really tangibly mm-hmm. understand what about what it means to be in abundance and, and create a, a, a business around that or even a life. Yeah, that is such a great question, especially because it's actually changed a lot for me over the years. But one thing I've learned is that a lot of people I've worked with, they have some money blocks. I'll use that term. So a lot of people want this massive wealth in their life because they want to do great things and they want to give big and they want to just love life. Like they want nice cars and beautiful homes and stuff like that. But something in their life has made them feel some sort of negative emotion about wanting what they really want. So that that's kind of like the first part to your question, the first answer to your question. I love helping people really own what they want and really feel confident and proud that they want what they want because they're going to do great things with what they create. Again, you're here to live an abundant life being you, right? So part of that is definitely wealth and getting comfortable and excited about wanting what you want. Permission to want what you want is so, 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 so important. Because I feel like if you're not comfortable with that because of whatever happened in the past, you will continue to self-sabotage the creation of your dream, right? So that's part one. Part two, having had to learn that myself, it has evolved now into an understanding that as we do grow financially, a lot of times if we're entrepreneurs, we've had some challenges and we've had some stressful times and we've sat in a place of scarcity at times and used courage and faith and belief to keep us going as entrepreneurs. And so what I've learned that I did not expect to learn was that as your wealth does build, sometimes you find that that sort of stress and that sort of negative emotional space that can be the underlying trend in entrepreneurship, it continues even as your finances grow. And that's the moment when you realize, oh, I thought I wanted this money so I could feel safe and secure. I finally have started to make some, but guess what? I still feel anxious every day. I still feel pressure every day. I still feel afraid 
that this might disappear or that I can't scale to the next level, or maybe now I have more bills. So now abundance to me is the balance of both of those things, you know, and we could throw a health in there too. If you're an entrepreneur, you know, back burner, the gym goes on the back burner. You have calls to make, you have people to serve, you have marketing to do or whatever. And maybe, you know, we will sacrifice without meaning to our own self-care and our own health journey. So today I can gratefully say that abundance to me means a balance of my own emotional state, security in not only finances, but in the way that I feel, knowing that as we level up and as new challenges come as an entrepreneur, I have the core stable emotional intelligence to know that even when ups and downs do come in the future, I have that internal abundance. And for me, that's what creates happiness ultimately. So good. And I, oh my gosh, there's so much that I have to say about that. I think it was just listening to something this morning about this idea that if you can't find happiness today, you won't find it tomorrow. Meaning also, if you can't find happiness in, you know, earning $5,000, you won't find happiness in earning a million. And so often we hustle our way to the top in hopes that happiness or the, the greater things will be there. But if there's anything that I've learned this year, it's like sitting in that space of gratitude, feeling of abundance with the things that you already have. And that, that very state, And just to echo in what you're saying, will attract more, right? So we just get into that like attracts like, but also if we can't emotionally regulate, right? Those ups and downs, like we're so high when, when it's high and then we're so low when it's low, we're never going to be able to like sustain. So I I love that you said that, but also this idea of self-care, like I never really thought about that in in conjunction with abundance. Again, this is another thing that so often people like push to the side and are like, well, once I make, you know, a hundred K I can then prioritize self-care or once I have more money, then I can have more time to do the things. And I would just want to honor that and, and say that if you don't learn how to prioritize yourself first, you'll never learn. And you will just like bring yourself to the ground. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. What does self-care look like to you? Hmm, That's such a great question. It's a lot different than most people I've noticed over the years sharing this story, but I absolutely love lifting weights. I did some competitions. I, when I was 16 years old, I lifted weights, went through a crazy, crazy abusive relationship at a really, really, really young age. I mean, really young age. And I didn't expect to share this story, but when I was 17 or 18, I wasn't able to go home until my boyfriend called me and invited me home, even though I lived there for like a couple years straight. And the story gets much, much, much worse. But the point is that I I was at the gym until I got that phone call every day and got, you know, invited over, even though I lived there, it was really, really hard. But that gym created the the chemicals and the feelings inside of me that, that kept me going, quite frankly. And many, many years later, back to my recovery journey, same thing happened. Found myself back in the gym, reconnecting with myself in that way. And I know for a lot of people, it's yoga or meditation or swimming or being in nature. And I love all those things too. For me, it's that. And so I can honestly tell you there is concrete proof that if I don't take the time to do that, to give that gift to myself, everything else in my life falls, falls, not falls apart, but like I make more money when I make the time to go work out because I feel amazing 
my vibration, the energy around my life and just everything, that magnetism that is created when you're at your best is what creates results in the other areas of your life. Oh, boom. Mic drop. That is like when I take, uh, we'll have to quote that, but it was like, when I take care of myself, I make more money. That's legit. That is, and so many people are going to be like, whatever you guys are full of it. But truly (laughs) this year, you know, was my first full year in business. I scaled to six figures very easily. It felt so easy and flowy. And I believe it's because it was the first year that I really prioritized myself. And it was like, gym is not an option eating, like really paying attention to what I was feeding my body. Right. So not really dieting, but really leaning in to the, the nutrients of my body, the what I needed and, you know, the sleep and studying, like how much sleep I needed and the supplements and learning, like when I, you know, most of the books that I've read this year are around, you know, the brain and, you know, nutrition and sleep and really learning and studying that. And I believe that that has 100% contributed to my success. And so this is so important for listeners to understand that there is no better time to take care of yourself today, like ever than today and to start today. And the other thing that I want to mention is this is self-care also, whatever that means to you. So of course, like it's taking care of self, but how do we build that self-love? Because when we're looking to all the other things to validate our worthiness, then again, we're going to find ourselves in a grind and constantly trying to achieve, like going into the achieving, the doing before we check the being. And so this is how, like, how do we build self-worth, self-love? This is like, it's taking care of self. It's knowing thyself. What does thyself need? So I'm so glad you said that. Oh my gosh. We could totally gem out on that forever. Mm -hmm. Yep. It, because here's the thing. I, I feel like this is one of those things that you've heard a million times. I know I heard this a million times, right? Side note, my favorite thing in the whole world is to present something to someone that they've heard a million times, but finally they embody that for some reason yes. it clicks in a different way. Oh, okay. Like that is, that is my ultimate favorite thing ever. And I feel like this is one of those topics. And I hope that this is a moment for you listening, because I mean, 10 people could tell me how important it is to put everything down and go to the gym first. And I know that, but chances are, I'm still going to go back to the computer and do the next task. And I promise you, sometimes the best thing you can do is go take care of you. Mm, So good. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Amber, for saying that. I love that we wrap that up into this idea of abundance. That is so incredible. Let's Mm -hmm. shift just a little bit. I want to know, you mentioned this piece about a negative emotion around money, around abundance. I would love to know in the work that you've done with all your coaches and marketers, what do you find is the, either the biggest limiting belief, subconscious belief, negative emotion whichever around money or abundance, what do you feel like is the common pattern there? That is an insanely good question. And I will just say that we've formulated thousands of common subconscious beliefs in our work. We have lists upon lists of subconscious beliefs that we've found, but what will shock you the most, I would say the most common money ones are around worthiness, deserving, which sound the same, but they're different and limiting belief that if you have money, you can't have something else. For instance, I can't have love and money. 
So people are walking around believing that. And I think this, this is really common with women too, especially women who are entrepreneurs whose husbands are in the workforce or women who have left a job to start a business and their husbands don't fully understand completely. This is really, really common because there are lots of people with the belief that if they make money, they'll lose love. So women might may subconsciously, this is another thing about it, most of the beliefs people have, they wouldn't think they have. Most of the subconscious limiting beliefs people have, they would never guess. So we, we do work to find what, what you actually do have. But often like women subconsciously believe that if they do start this business and start making more money than their husbands, then they'll have trouble in their marriage. It's a common one. Fascinating. And which actually doesn't surprise me, but I think what might surprise most is the fact that they do have this subconscious belief, even though they're not consciously aware of that. So for us, and you know, I've done a lot of work this year in my subconscious mind and bringing a lot of that consciously to reframe, how do you, or how could our listeners really understand or bring more awareness to their subconscious beliefs that may be sabotaging their success? Yeah, that's an amazing question. Um, It's a process that we walk people through and we use applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing to test for subconscious beliefs. So this is a super deep dive now. Like we've gone down down a little road, but I want to tell you a little bit more about the subconscious mind. So it's programmed to keep us safe. Your subconscious mind is sole job is to keep you safe. So If you're about to take a risk or do something new or something that's not proven or something that maybe didn't work out before, the whole purpose of your subconscious is to warn you of that and show you all the bad things that could happen and keep you on track at the pace where you're going and essentially keeping you right where you're at right now. So its goal is to keep you safe, but oftentimes it's keeping you stuck. And people don't even know what's going on. And like I said, they would never guess what the subconscious beliefs are because I would never think that I have a belief that I'm not worthy of health. I mean, if you told me that, I would just absolutely not believe it, but I would actually have to go through the process and do some muscle testing and allow the consciousness of my body to show me whether or not that's true. It's a process that we do, but I could have that. I mean, and I'm a healthy person. I just told you about the gym and everything. They're could very well be a belief that I don't deserve to be healthy. I just have to take the time to do the work to find out. And then we can, in fact, shift those beliefs as well. So good. And that is when we think about even like the self-care component, this is a part of that work is really understanding more about what's going on internally that's potentially sabotaging you. And that's so important to really understand our mind. So, so good. Oh my gosh. We could, again, jam out all day on that, but yep. I want to know, I love what you said earlier about this idea of building a business around your personality. And I think one of the things that you and I both know, we've been in this space and we've been studying and researching and watching other, you know, gurus and experts. And there is so many different strategies to build a business, like a bazillion different strategies. And every marketer, including myself, is going to tell you that my strategy is awesome, right? And I'm going to convince you that, you know, this pathway is going to get you X, Y, Z. And, but the, the truth is, literally any strategy that you implement can get you to where you want to go. It's just a matter of, are you in alignment with that strategy or not? 
And I think too often people get stuck into all the strategy building, like just strategy, strategy after strategy. And we lose sight of like, well, what does self actually want? And this idea of like really matching a strategy with a personality. Can you dive into kind of how you do that? What does that look like when you coach your people? And how do we check ourselves to make sure that we're in alignment with ourselves and our businesses? Mm -hmm. Amazing question. So the first step is to believe that you do in fact get to grow this business to the level you desire in the way that you desire, working the amount of hours you desire with the people you desire the way you want to, right? You get to choose to toss the rule book because like you said, I mean, I won't even repeat it. Like you said, there's a million strategies. You will literally learn something from someone and then the next video will be teaching the exact opposite thing. And it became so crystal clear apparent to me last night how confusing that could be for a newer coach because I watch those things and I learn from them and my perspective is a little different because I've done it for so long. But if I was new, I would be so confused to learn those two things back to back. Like I said, it comes down to a decision, which most definitely comes from belief first. You can grow this business the way you want to. You get to be you and grow your business. In fact, if you're not you, it's going to take a whole lot longer to grow your business. So first of all, deciding that it gets to be that way, choosing that it's going to grow that way, the way that you desire, that that doesn't have to be set in stone. It will probably change all the time. And then secondly, you start to implement a strategy. Like we teach our clients a strategy. And if within the next couple of days, they're not implementing it, we know that it doesn't fit where they don't want it. They're not going to continue doing that. So we have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, that didn't feel good. That's not creating a result for you. What have you done this week that feels good? For instance, okay, maybe we give them a homework assignment to do, but what felt better was just having a lot of conversations with new people. So then we need to find out how to build their daily method of operation around authentic conversations, okay? Somebody else hated the lots of conversations and they loved that they emailed their list and had a massive open rate because they're just an amazing writer. So then we're going to focus their strategy on that way. I mean, that's, what's really cool about it. Once you know, a lot of these tools, you can choose your main focus. For me, it's video content. I love being on video. I would rather do three videos in one day than, than pretty much any other task you could ask me to do. So I have created that to be the main structure of my business. So just to, uh, just to finish this little piece and answer your question, I feel it so important. This has been on my heart so deeply. I feel it's so important to find someone who you see yourself in as a leader. Find a mentor that you see yourself in. One of those people that you go, ah, I'd love to be like her. I'd love to be like him. Wow, I can do that. I see what he's doing. I can easily recreate that. Find that person whose personality okay. resonates with you and you'll never have a problem creating wealth in your business. Oh, so good. I love that. And I do think, well, I mean, we're skipping over the obvious fact that every, every business owner needs a coach, right? But mm -hmm. in the, in the search of finding that coach or mentor, this idea of like, could I see myself in her or him and in the business and the life that they've created? I love that you said that. I want to talk about though, this idea. I think sometimes I, 
speak about abundance and flow so much that I think there's a misconception about sometimes we have to do things in our businesses that we don't love or that we're overcoming fear in. So I think resistance comes up and automatically people just assume like, oh, like I shouldn't be doing that. Or like if we're going from this alignment theory that, oh, that's out of alignment for me. But it's important to check that resistance, right? Is this coming from fear or is this coming from like, this is really not what I want to do. How do we differentiate between those things? Because I think sometimes we're going to have to do things in our business that may not totally excite us, but it gets us over that hump. And I think it's important to distinguish those two. How would you coach someone through that? I love that question. That is absolutely fascinating to me. What I would immediately go to is the result for your client. So if you're in a moment and you're thinking, oh, I'm really scared to do this, or I don't know, this isn't a tool that I want to use to grow my business. I don't resonate with this. Like according to what we just spoke about, I would sit with is it worth it to me to put myself out there and be courageous on this because it's going to help somebody else? Oh, so good. And if it will help somebody else, you might find that now all of a sudden you've got the courage to do it. Mm, That's so powerful. I love that. And that really puts a lot of things into perspective, right? When we sit and approach our business, you know, one of the things, so Amber and I are in this mastermind together around virtual events. And when I first did my event, like I can't even tell you the amount of anxiety that I had. It was crippling. My coach constantly had to help me reframe that. And there was like so much resistance coming up for me, literally couldn't sleep for days. And when I started to settle the dust a little bit, I realized because there was some unworthiness and value issues there. Um, but my, we just kept reframing it. Like if I don't do this thing, I will not impact the people that I want to impact. And it totally like shifted the energy for me. And I can see some of that resistance coming up in even the group. Like when you want to do things you've never done before, achieve things you've never achieved before, AKA a six figure, seven figure business, you're going to have to do things you've never done before. Like it's just the matter. It's just the fact of the matter. And so often people aren't willing to step into the, their themselves as they need to be. But what you did say earlier was this idea of like playing a bigger game or how do we step out of smallness and play a bigger game? And this is it. It's like constantly leaning into that fear, checking yourself, where is this resistance coming from? And then at the end of the day, if you don't do this thing, who are you doing a disservice for, right? It's not only to yourself, it's the, the thousands, millions others that you're impacting. Exactly. Oh my gosh, girl. So good. So much gold there. I love it. I think we, we, we've really kind of full circled this. And I think one of the things that I would love for my listeners to take away is this idea of you got to break all the rules. You get to build how you want to build in the amount of hours that you want and whatever thoughts that you have about success and what it requires to be a coach, a service-based entrepreneur, what you think you need in order to get what you want. I want you to throw it out the window. I want you to think about this idea of abundance, of self-care and really getting into alignment with yourself in a way that feels so powerful to you. And, and then it transcends right to whole others. So So good. Amber, I want to know, I know you've got some fun things coming up. Tell us what you've got cooking and how more people can get in front of this goodness. Yes, absolutely. So we've got a live event coming up 
and that can be found at wealthyhealthcoaches.com. We're also doing a free challenge, uh, warming up for that. And that's at wealthyhealthcoaches.me. So very similar.com and me. We really want to help more people step into a flow that feels good in their daily method of operation mm. that attracts clients to them because we've helped so many people who were just feeling like they, their task, their main thing, their main task every day was to go out and find who they're meant to serve. And my highest joy is showing you how to show up as the greatest version of you so that people know that you're the one to help them and they come to you asking how to work with you. That's mm. my, my highest joy. And with that, we, ha- we teach some incredible things on reverse selling where you can really lay back in your sales process chill, take all the pressure off, connect, give value to the person that you're speaking with and allow them to sell you essentially on the fact that they should be working with you. So So good. We'll be dropping all those, sharing all those golden nuggets inside of those events. Awesome. Oh my gosh. So good. And where can people binge on your content? Where are you hanging out the most? Beautiful. Amber Freeland on Facebook. So just on my main Facebook at Amber Freeland, F-R-E-L-I-N. I love showing up big on my profile. That's where I have the most fun. Love it. So good. Girl, it has been such an honor, such a joy. I am so glad our worlds collided. And this year, well, this year, 2021 is going to be such a huge year. And, and I'm just so thankful to uh, have this journey to share it with you, girl. So good for you to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Talk soon. All right. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to continue the conversation, join us in the Facebook community. Just go to launchitgirlpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you in there.